invite your attention to the book of Acts this morning. The book of Acts, the third chapter, is where we're going to to begin our studies this morning. And prayerfully that uh, there will be something said uh, that will be a blessing or you'll be able to to receive and take back home or ponder uh, this week uh, in regards to uh, Acts, the third chapter, is where we're going to begin um, our message this morning. Uh, uh, the title uh, that the Lord has given is Living Outside the Temple. God kind of changed my message. I've been studying for about two weeks <laughs> on something else. And, uh, and on Friday, as we were en route to Ridgeville to, to visit uh, uh, someone there at the Correctional Center that uh, we church kind of uh, sponsors or uh, like to uh, show our concern and care, because everybody needs Jesus, amen. And uh, the Lord changed my message. And I said, wait a minute, God. I spent two weeks, you know, preparing. And here we are. He, he changed it. So he knows. He knows better than I do. And I want us crazy enough to follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. So as we begin reading, I'm going to read and then we will pray. Acts, the third chapter, beginning at verse number one. It says, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Verse 3 saying, Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple ask an alms? And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, and he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was, the, that it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. Verse 12 in Acts chapter number 3 says, And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk. Let's pray. Father, I come humbly before you, Lord God, and I ask in the name of Jesus that you allow me to decrease, Father God, and you increase, Father God. I ask, Lord God, that you would just stretch out in me. I pray, Father God, that the teacher who is the Holy Spirit, that he will come and he will teach us the things that we need to know. And we thank you for it right now, Lord God. 
Bless us and keep us. Hold us close to your word. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Acts chapter number 3, beginning at verse 1, talking about living outside the temple. Living outside the temple. You know, when we, when we look at this text, immediately our minds go to the, a, the natural man or physical characters, but we want to uh, uh, take you down the road of, of where the Holy Spirit or a spiritual, a spiritual meaning of God's word. Now, verse number one says, now Peter and John. Peter means hearing. John, symbolic of grace. The Bible says they went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. So we're looking at our spiritual hearing as well as grace coming together and entering into the temple. Now this is the temple. We're not talking about a physical building. Because normally when we begin to study God's word, we always want to go to the natural. But the word is much deeper than that. So, so they, together they go up into the temple. And the Bible said it was the ninth hour. Now, when it talks about the ninth hour, the ninth hour represents the Christ that's in man. You see, whenever our spiritual hearing and grace come together, it can only reside when the, when the Christ in man has been activated. And we will get to that. We will understand that. You'll understand where we're coming from. So when they get there, when everything is in its proper place, then we discover and what's happening here, the Bible says in verse number two, he says, a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful to axe arms. So what happened here, they, they, they see a, 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 what they would call a man, a little, he's lame, he's lame, there's a condition. He, he, he is lame, he's, he has an inability. He is unsound and, and, and impaired in strength. So when, he, when they see him, and when you look at the, the natural man, oftentimes we can see that we have that inability or we are impaired uh, in judgment or unsound uh, because of the fact we have not connected our spirit. I hear your Holy Spirit. We have not connected our spiritual hearing along with grace. So therefore, sometimes we have an inability to go about and do the things that God wants us to do. And we would always need somebody else to assist us. Now, watch what's happening. You have to be careful who you allow to assist you. And here's the reason why. The Bible says that his condition was from his mother's womb. He was carried, it says, whom they. That means somebody else carried him there. And they laid him not inside the temple. They didn't take him inside of They didn't allow him to discover what was in, on the inside of him. All they did was what they knew. They just laid him outside the temple. And the reason why, because they didn't even know how to enter in into the temple. Amen. Most people, most, even this, it's sad because even the body of Christ looks for an external thing rather than looking internally. And so what they did was they just laid him outside of the gate, outside of the temple, not allowing him to enter in, go in and see where all the promises lie. You see, all the promises of God, which is yea and nay, it, it lies on the inside. 
And most people do not discover what's on the inside of them because they've got somebody who does not know how to enter into the temple or understanding what God has on the inside of us. So what they do, they put us on the outside of the temple just where they are. Amen. Saying what they don't know, that means we won't know either because they never allowed themselves to go inside the temple where all the miracles takes place. Amen. Miracles don't necessarily take place on the outside. Miracles begin here on the inside first. Because if we don't know who we are, we definitely cannot manifest anything on the outside. Amen. So what they did, he had a condition, and they take him there, and they set him down to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Now, I looked up that word alms, and, and most time we want to think about giving. But what he was asking for, whether it be in the human or the natural, he was asking for compassion. He was asking for mercy apart from that, apart from the monetary. But see, he wanted people to have compassion. That's all he was taught. Because the ones that brought him, what did they do? They laid him outside of the temple for what purpose? To ask alms for those that was going in. In other words, those that knew what was going on in the in, in inside, which is the temple, the body. So they knew. So therefore, they, they allowed him to, to sit there and, and, and in a sense to beg, okay? Now, looking at verse number three, he, this is what the Bible says. We're talking about living outside of the temple. So many Christians live outside of the temple. Amen. So many Christians live outside of the temple. Because if they ever discover what was on the inside, then they would necessarily need somebody to bring them and lay them on the outside. Amen. Amen. So, and verse number three says, who seeing Peter and John about to go in into the temple, they ask alms of them. Now, watch what happens when everything connects. Now, verse 4 says, And Peter, which is our spiritual hearing, fastening his eyes upon him with done, with grace, and he said, Look on us. And then verse 5 says, And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. In other words, he got their full attention. See, when he tell, when, 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 when our spiritual hearing connects with the grace of God and begins to allow us to put our sights on God in order for us to, to be able to go about to do the things that God would have us to have, what he did here, because he was expecting to receive something, then he gave the full attention to it. That's how it is sometimes in our lives when, when, when people want things from us. You know, they will give us their full attention. Amen. And until they get what they want. But after they get what they want, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, you, you're no good to them anymore. So, so, so what, look what's happening here. Uh, uh, the Bible says uh, in verse 5, and he gave heed unto them, expecting. It was something about them, something about the, the, the grace of God, and something about our spiritual that, that caused us to, to latch on. So they expect, he was expecting to receive something. He had an inability. Now, verse number 6 says, Then Peter said, watch this, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So, 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 when you've got a spiritual discernment, when, and when people come in your way, because see, oftentimes 
People want things that are perishable. You see, silver and gold is perishable. And the Bible says, labor not for that meat which perishes, but labor for the meat that will give us an everlasting life. So he was wanting something that was perishable. Check out the people that's in your life. Uh, and, and, and when they come, they, they're wanting something perishable. And, and what we have to do is we've got to have a, enough discernment to give them what they need so they're going to eat for a lifetime. Amen. So, so the Bible says here that he says to them, he says, silver and gold have I none, that which is perishable. But such as I have, I give thee. He says, in the name of who? The power and the wisdom of God, Jesus Christ. He says, rise up and walk. Now, that word rise, that means to gather your faculties. <laughs> Change your mindset because I'm about to give you something that you won't have to have somebody else to, to bring you and leave you outside of the temple. Amen? So we're talking about living outside of the temple. So he says, gather your mindset. Because so often we miss what God has for us because we don't be in touch with what's on the inside. Amen. So he says, Get, gather your mindset. He says, you got to, you got to gather your mind. You, you, you got to, then you'll rise up and you will have the ability. I hear your Holy Spirit. You will have the ability to do for yourself rather than having other people to do for you. See, a lot of times when, 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 when things happen in our lives or in someone else's life, they want you what God has given you because you have discovered how to enter into the temple on the inside and allow the resources of God to come forth. But they want your goods. But they don't want your Jesus. So, so what God is saying, listen, listen give them what's going to uh, uh, last for everlasting life. Give them what's that's not uh, uh, perishable. But give them that thing that will cause them to endure for a lifetime. So, so this is what happened. He, he says, I'm going to give you what a, a eternal life can bring for you or do for you. Now, in verse 7 says, now watch what happens here. Verse 7. Verse 7 says, and he took him by the right hand. The right hand is symbolic of where you receive. But what, what he was missing was what they call the hand. Hand represents the power. So the first thing he had to do is extend power to him. Because he didn't have the ability to know what he had on the inside. So he extends his right hand. He, he gives him power. He tells him to receive the power. Then he said, and he lifted him up. And immediately, he says, the word says, his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So in other words, that was a connection. So, so when our hearing connects with the grace, then we can understand then that it's going to bring forth the feet, which is the foundation. And then when it brings forth the foundation, then you understand the ankles represent our salvation, the beginning part. When everything connects, then we're able to get up and walk. See, whenever we've got something missing, and most, and most people in today's society, as well as in the body of Christ, they do have something uh, missing. That's why there's such an inability to walk this, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. That's why there's such a, a struggle to walk this Christian life. This Christian journey because they have not latched on to the power that's on the inside. You see, when you got the power of God on the inside, there is nothing that comes your way that God will, through the Holy Spirit, will not teach you how to handle. Amen? So everything had to connect. And when everything connects, then he tells him, the Bible says, he receives strength. See, this is when you receive strength when everything is connected. You know, when you, when you got your spiritual ears on, 
See, never do you want to leave without being able to hear what God is having to say. Because, see, that's where you're going to make your decisions from. See, so if you're, if you're, I hear your Holy Spirit. If you're dull of hearing, then sometimes we will do some things that's not of God and it's out of the will of the Lord. So you've got to put these spiritual ears on at all times. Amen. At all times. Because you're trying to make the right decisions. So everything's got to be connected. Your foundation has got to be right. Now your foundation is Jesus Christ himself. The power and the wisdom of God. And watch what happens when, when everything is connected. Amen. Verse number 5 says, And he leaping up. What did he do? The Bible says he stood. In other words, he got balance. <laughs> he was able to stand because everything was connected. Have we ever been to a, in a situation where we are wobbling? That's good. We all balance, you know. And sometimes we say uh, in the natural something about our inner ear and we seem to uh, uh, lose our way or lose our balance. That means something is off balance. So as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. Sometimes when we lose our way, it's because we're off balance. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Hey, amen. Thank you. So the first thing the Bible says, he's able to get balanced now because everything is connected. He's leaping and he's leaping and he, stood, he stands. And then the Bible says, and he walks. Then you have the ability to go forth and do. Amen. When everything is connected. So then the Bible goes on and says, and he entered with them. Now, now he gets a revelation. I'm not supposed to be outside the temple. I'm not supposed to be living outside the temple. He gets a revelation when the connection is made. See, when you don't have the connection made and you don't get that revelation, you'll continue to allow people to put you outside the temple when actually you're supposed to be inside the temple, operating inside. Amen? So the connection is made. He's leaving now. He entered in with them into the temple. He's walking. He has the ability. And he's leaping. And he is doing what? Praising God. Why? Because the connection has been made. Now, let, let's go to, boy, I'm moving fast. Let's go to Isaiah chapter number 35. Slow down, Brenda. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 35. Isaiah. Who? thank you, Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter number 35 is where we want to go. Amen. Because you've got to understand now his condition. You've got to be careful now. You've got to understand his condition. Now, he's received the strength that he needs. Isaiah chapter number 35 Verse number three. Are we there? Isaiah chapter number 35, verse number three. It says, strengthen ye the weak hands. In other words, he was weak in power. So God is saying, strengthen your, your, your power. So we're weak in power. And he said, and confirm the feeble knees. I said, okay, God, what does that mean? And then he also says, strengthen your faith too. But he says, confirm the feeble needs. God said, and, and, and in other words, uh, uh, deal with your prayer life. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Deal with your prayer life. Not only strengthen your faith uh, and your power, but power comes through by your prayer life. Amen. Because in your prayer life, you are communing with God. And you're communing with the one that has the power. So then he says, you strengthen, strengthen your power, strengthen your faith, and, and confirm the feeble, your feeble needs. In other words, make sure you got some prayer life going on. Amen. And verse number uh, four says, say to them that of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. Recompense means a reward. He will come and, to sa and he will save you. So the, the man had a fearful heart. 
he, he, he was afraid because see, he had trusted in man. The Bible said, don't put your trust in man. Now, you don't want to do that. Put your, it says, do not put your trust in the arms of flesh. And for, uh, man is flesh. We've got to trust God. And verse 5 says, watch this. When, we, when everything is connected and we put, bring ourselves into the temple, the Bible says, then the eye vision, then the eyes of the blind shall be open, and the ears of the deaf shall be what? Unstopped. So, see, it's, it's according to who you're connected with. You see, it, it, he was connected with the wrong folk. Because, see, the wrong folk kept him outside of the temple. See, he was living outside the temple. But when he connected with, with his spiritual hearing, which, which deals with coming on the inside of the temple, and he connected with grace, see, what happens at that point, his ears become unstopped. He began to follow the right folk. He began to follow the right people. That's why you've got to be careful who you hang out with. You have to be very careful. Because if they're going the wrong way, and if you're not strong, and if you're feeble and you're weak, what's going to happen? They're going to draw you. You're not going to draw them. You will, they will draw you. That's why you have to be careful who you hang out with. Amen. You, you have to be very careful now. You have to be very careful. You know, he says his deaf ears, they became unstopped. You know, he, he couldn't hear. It's not in the physical hearing, but he could not hear spiritually. But when he made the right connection, then his ears became unstopped. And verse 6 says, Then shall the lame man, talking about one that has the inability, shall leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. For the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. In other words, those, those dry places that you got, that, that drought, all of a sudden when you can hear spiritually, then, then what happens, you'll be flooded with the spiritual waters coming from the Holy Spirit. Now, let's go to uh, Isaiah. We're close to being finished. Let's go to Isaiah chapter number 29. Isaiah 29. Who? thank you, Holy Spirit. Living outside of the temple. Living outside of the temple. Isaiah chapter number 29. We're going to read verse number 18. Verse 18. Isaiah 29 verse 18. It says, And in that day shall the what? The deaf hear what? Hear what? The words of prayer? The words of the book. <laughs> you catch that? And in that day. What day is that? That day you got the right connection. When everything is connected, then at that point, he said, and in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book. This is the book. <laughs> yeah. See, when, you, when your ears become unstopping, then, then the word of God says, the deaf shall hear the words of the book. It gets a revelation. Okay? And says, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity. In other words, when you get vision, then you can see out of that darkness. Okay, I'm walking in darkness. This is not where I'm supposed to be. So therefore, you get that revelation when you get that spiritual hearing connected there. And the Bible goes on and says, out of obscurity and out of darkness, uh, out of darkness, he gets a revelation. It, it gets very important. Now look at verse number 24 in the same chapter. Isaiah 29, verse number 24. It says, they also that erred in spirit shall come where? To an understanding. Ha! I think we heard about that understanding on Wednesday night. See, see, it says, they also that erred in the spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn what? Doctrine. 
See, that's why you have to be very, 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 very careful. Because see, now where you were you erred in, in, in spiritual understanding, and now you got vision, you're able to see and understand who to connect with because some folk can only take you so far. And let me tell you something. It's, after I get saved, after salvation comes, I'm supposed to build on it. And some of us, we're still at the cross. Jesus then got up. He's resurrected. So that means he's at a different place. So that means I'm supposed to be at a different place. He's operating in a place of power. So we need to learn, okay, I thank God for the cross. I thank God for the shedding of the blood. But he moved on. Jesus moved on. He, when he got up out of the grave. Okay? Some, some Christians are still in the grave. You know, when I, when I went to Jerusalem, that, uh, uh, we went to Golgotha. In a, anyway, what happened was, uh, <laughs> there was these ladies that kept on wearing, had these little black dresses on, you know, and they were still going up the hill, going to the cross, still going to the cross, still going to the cross, still looking for Jesus. I mean, the man ain't got up. <laughs> and some Christians today are still looking for him. And you know what? He lives on the inside. The Bible says he, he took his abode and he lives on the inside of us. So why are we looking externally for him when he's right there all the time? He's just a, a breath away. That's awesome. Okay, thank you. Now, let, let's go back to Acts. Let's go back to Acts. Let's go back there. Let's go back to Acts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's go back to Acts. Yeah, yeah, now, okay. He's leaping. He's praising God. He's, he, he's, he's no longer outside, living outside the temple. Now he's inside the temple. Because he's discovering what's on the inside of him. And he's taking a journey. You see, when you begin to take a journey with God, it's awesome. It's just awesome. Now, look at verse number 8, verse number 9. It says, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. See, when God does things in your life, and you get a clear understanding now of who he is, and, and who you are in him, then people will become amazed because you're different. Now, have you ever been to the place when folks say, especially when you first get saved and you, you change your whole lifestyle, and people say, mm, you think you're better than us. You, you, you think you, you know, you're all this. Yeah, I am. I'm a child of the most high God. Uh, according to the word, I am. I'm a child of the most high God. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm royalty. See, we don't understand. We don't even speak who we are. I, I'm royalty. You're royalty. So, and because we're royalty, I mean, we, we've got a Harlem that comes along with us. Amen. I, I'm a God. I thank you. I, I know who I am in you. Because he made us that. We are kings and priests. That's why, let me tell you some little girls. I hear your Holy Spirit. Don't worry about some little boy telling you how gorgeous and how wonderful and beautiful uh, you are. That goes for men, young men and women. All you need to tell, let them know, hey, baby, you ain't telling me nothing. I don't already know. See, that's the attitude. That's the mindset. If you don't know what's in the book, you'll still think you're a pauper. No, 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 no. You just let them know, hey, I am the, I, I'm royalty. Forget about Queen Elizabeth. I mean, I mean that's man. I, I know who I am. The, the word of God tells me he's, he has made us kings and priests. So, so I'm royalty, y'all. I'm from a royal priesthood. So, baby, you ain't got to tell me how beautiful I am. The Bible already told me that I'm wonderfully made. So you ain't telling me nothing that Jesus hadn't already told me in the book. Maybe you need to take him to the book. Amen. Take him to the book. Amen. Take her to the book. 
And then we need to take ourselves to the book to know what the books say, right? Amen. Amen. I'm wonderfully made. That's what 139 Psalms said. I'm wonderfully, wonderfully made. Marvelous in his eyes. You think some little stuff felt so, ooh, you all know, baby, I'm already there. I, I was born that way. I was brought into this world that way. Amen. Y'all, y'all think I'm too much for you. I'm just only speaking what my father says, you know. I'm just speaking what my father says. Amen. Now, that's what he's saying. That's what I believe. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I think they needed that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know. You know better than I do. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at verse number. Ah, let's see. Verse number 10. It says, And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Now, these are folk that go into the temple and they see God perform a miracle and they're in amazement. They're in wonder. But yet they go in there all the time. Oh, sometimes three times a day. But there's an amazement. This is how he was. And this is how you are now. Oh, my, I can't believe that. Well, do we not serve the same God? Does he not perform the same miracles? He does for one, he does on the other. Amen. But they were in amazement. And verse number 11 says, And the, the lame man, which was held, or which was healed, he held Peter and John. All the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon, greatly wondering. Now, let's go back to Isaiah again. Isaiah uh, chapter number 29. Let's go back to Isaiah. One, maybe, maybe, possibly one last time. Possibly. Yeah, and then we'll end on verse 12. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter number 29. And let's look at verse number 10. Because we, we're going to look at these folks that's in amazement. That, that's, you know, they're wondering, oh, my, look at, look at this man, you know. And we, this is the one that we laid down outside big, and now all of a sudden, he's, in walk, he's walking with the big boys, the spiritual healing and grace. He's walking in grace. So, so they had amazement now. Now, Isaiah chapter number 29, looking at verse number 10. Verse 10 says, For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of a deep sleep, and have closed your eyes, the prophets and your rulers, the seers hath he covered. This is the reason why. And verse 11 says, And the vision of all is become unto you as words of a book that is sealed, which men delivered to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. Now listen, these are them learned folk that say they know it all. That they think they know the scripture. You know, you're trying to tell them what the word of God says, and then they're gonna to try to tell you something else. But but they, they, they got the book and, and they got so much intelligence, but yet they, they, uh, the book has been sealed to them because see, they don't understand the power of God. To, to them, they think that's yesterday. No, no. God says he's he's today and forevermore. So did they think some things happened yesterday? No, 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 no. He's the same. He never changes. If he performs a miracle back then, he performs them now. If he opened the eyes of the blind back then, he opens the eyes of the blind now, both physically and spiritually. Both ways. Both ways. Someone said, well, now, I've never seen somebody blind, physically blind, receive their sight. Well, I have. 
I, I have. I've literally seen someone who was blind from birth receive their sight instantaneously. Amen. When we were overseas and, 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 and we had, had this, this thing going on where, where people were coming in and, and they was brought the sick. That this little girl was blind from birth. And she, the man, the preacher, laid his hands on her. He was tired. She was the last one. She received her sight just like that. So, so I know God can, and he still does. And see, it's one thing to be physically blind. But the worst of it all is to be spiritually blind. Yeah, I don't mind somebody leading me around or getting me a dog to, 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 to take me where I need to be or help me, but I don't want to be spiritually blind. It was, they were spiritually blind. They were learned now in man's way, but they didn't have it in God's way because they said, that, you know, the book, the, the book was sealed. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. Now, then it says, verse number 12 says, and the book is delivered to him that is not learned, <laughs> saying, read this, I pray thee. And he said, I am not learned. It's the same book. It's given to the one that think they know, and then it's given to the one that don't know. And, and they both cannot understand the book. That's why you have to be careful who you let teach you. You got to be careful. Uh, let, let, let me throw this out there. I'm going to throw this out there. I had um, two situations. That's why I said you got to be careful who teach you from the, from the book. I had some situations where uh, uh, dealing with commune, uh, uh, one person was uh, said that um, they were there having communion at their church. And the pastor said to the congregation, those of you that's not of the Baptist faith, you can't take communion. You can be dismissed. So I get a phone call. And, and they had already read the chapter about communion. First of all, you have to understand you got to be able to discern the body, whether or not to give it or not. You got to understand what it means. But he said, if you're not of the Baptist faith, and see, they were Baptists, and said, if you're not of the Baptist faith, then you cannot take communion. So you know, the person that told me said, I wondered why everybody was coming downstairs, because they had a second service, and, and they, you know, they was preparing food. And said, the essence of this church dismissed, because so many people came downstairs. And, uh, and uh, they said, no, church not dismissed. Just the pastor that told us that uh, if you're not of the Baptist faith, you can't take communion. So they asked me, said, um, is that so? I said, let me tell you what you need to do. Since you've already read the scripture and you couldn't find it there, you go back and you talk to your pastor. Tell him you do not want what he says, but to, for him to show you in the book. Show you in the book where if you're not Baptist, you can't take communion. I said, if he can show you in the book, then he's okay. But if he can't show you in the book, now you know you got a false prophet standing before you. So I said to her, I said, baby, she's well, I read it, but you're right, it ain't there. See, that's why I said you got to be careful. Some folks think they learn, but they ain't learned. So they're going to learn, going to teach and unlearn, and then here they come, well, I know this is what happened. I know they did not. See, that's some foolish, crazy stuff going on out there. Some crazy stuff. Can I, can I hook this one up on you? You know, bring your tithes. Those going to pay your tithes. You know, come on, take communion. And then when you, the, those, you know, I think it theirs, then you don't, you that are not paying tithes, then y'all come and get y'all. Now, that, that ain't God. That's not God. That, that's not God. That's not God. See, that's why you got to be careful who teach you. That's why you got to be careful. And that's why it's so important. You got to know what's in the book. 
He gave them the book. And look, look at the one. When he talks about who, where he put the deep sleep upon, he talked about he put the deep sleep. He closed your eyes, coming to tell my vision. He, in verse number 10, he put the deep sleep upon the prophets, the rulers, and the seers. See, they were all blind. There's so many blind leaders out here that don't make no sense. The blind leading the blind, we all going to fall in the ditch. But one thing for sure, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. You may not like it. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Why? And it's not me. I'm only quoting what my father said. See, my father said in the book. If he said it in the book, that means I can repeat it. <laughs> I can repeat what the father says. Okay. Now, the book closed. Now, and they, neither one of them could, could, could open because it was sealed. And verse 13 says, Wherefore the Lord says, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me. They talk a good game. But they don't walk a good game. But have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by where? The precepts of who? That's why there's no reverence in the house. Because we're not reverencing God. We're not fearing God as we ought. We will do anything in the house of God. No respect. No respect. No reverence. Why? We've been taught but it says, by the precepts of man. No. That's why when there's no fear of God and we're willing to do anything, say anything, no, no. And live in a kind of way, it's because we don't fear God. We, we will fear man more than we fear God. And that's a sad commentary. But that means we're still, still living outside the temple. <laughs> that's what that means. We're still living outside of the temple. Now, verse 14 says, Therefore, behold, I will perceive to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a what? A wonder. For the wisdom of the wise shall perish, and the understanding of that prudent men shall be hid. No, they had no understanding. That's why they kept laying a man on outside of the temple, because they had no understanding. Now, and they were amazed when they saw God do what he did, you know, when, when God began to do. And this is why we got to be careful. Go back to Acts Chapter 3, and this is the last verse, and we're done. This is why we have to be careful. When you see God using a vessel, uh, or when you see God using you as that vessel, you've got to be careful to make sure you're giving God the glory and not you yourself. Because you know man got a bad ego that needs to be deflated. And every now and then, God will deflate our ego, right? Amen. Amen. Yes, he will now. Now, Acts chapter number 3, verse number 12. It says, and when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Why are we in amazement when God began to bless us, uh, uh, I mean, in, in such a way, unusual way? Why are we in such an amazement? I mean, why do we marvel? We can't believe God doing these things in our life. He's God. He, and we are his children. And then the Bible goes on to say, Oh, why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power of what holiness we had made this man to walk. Now they got it all out, they got it all out of portion. First they, 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 they brought him, laid him outside of the temple. He finds his way inside the temple because he hears the right thing. He makes the right connection and all of a sudden he's leaping now, he's praising God and the very folk that, that, that brought him in, they, they could not understand and then all of a sudden in one one place in the Bible, it, it talks about how they want to make them gods. You know, and, and, and I call them demigods. 
and we got a lot of those going on now. You know, when you make your pastor or your husband or your wife your God, huh? That means, see, the Bible says, no, that's not by their power or their holiness. You know, it's by, by the means of God Himself. See, He had to get it straight. Because, see, if you're not careful, somebody will put you on a pedestal that you can't stand on. Amen. Amen. And when you, and, and when you can't stand on it, all of a sudden you come tumbling down. All of a sudden you, you, you know no longer God. Well, you probably never been to about in the first place. That, that, that's what the book is saying. He said, listen, what's happening now is nothing new. They did it back then too. But they want to give credit to man. That's what's happening now. They want to give credit to man. No. You give credit. You give praise and you give glory to God when he brings you outside of, from living on the outside of the temple to you know inside the temple it makes all the difference in the world. When you get the understanding, when you know who you are in God, when you begin to walk in the way that Christ wants to wants for you to walk, and then all of a sudden God do great and mighty things for you, you begin to give God the praise. Not man. No, not man. And just thank God. I used to have a pastor say, you just thank God that you are not there. Because I used to tell the pastor, that this was my, my pastor at that point, he's dead now. And I said, well, pastor, you know, I just don't understand. I mean, why is this? Why can't they see? He said, he said baby, let me tell you something. You need to just thank God that you're not still blind on the situation. Because you was once blind too. Amen. So, so we're thankful and we're grateful that we're no longer living outside of the temple. We have an understanding now that it's inside the temple. We are the temple. And what we need is on the inside. Begin, begin to, to discover what's on the inside. Oh, so many gifts are lying dormant on the inside. That's never being used. But they're there on the inside. Now, come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. Living outside of the temple. Living outside of the temple. It's just a, it's a blessed thing. It's a wonderful thing that God himself allows us to come to an understanding that the book is not sealed. The book is not sealed. So we're just thinking we praise God. We praise God for each of you. And um, once again, to those that's here and those who are on the streaming live, we want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that's out there. Amen. 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 Um, I don't know how many people would like to have a CD, but you're more than welcome. We, we give them away free. They're, they're free. So we'll make sure that, uh, that each one you get, get one. So some of you go online and you watch. HOD.sermon.tv. Praise God, I got it right. Okay, so that's four, five, five CDs, Chair. I think I. Oh, okay, I think that. 